It's Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes the early 2000s. I, the voice you're hearing, is Tommy the Trash Man. Always the best part of the of the episode when you listen to it. I'm joined you're by... You're talking about the drop is the best part of the episode, right? Yeah. Here it goes. Ready? Okay, folks. The guy in front of you is Tommy. Trash. 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 And that's it. That's lovely. Uh-huh. Um, I'm joined by the equal, equally just as good part of, the, if not better, uh, part of the episode. I'm joined by Johnny. <laughs> I'm going to give you Bizarro Sorrow today. That's me. How bizarre. Bizarro vision. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, uh, it sounds like um, we've got some new bits we're going to do a little bit later today. We also might be doing some more uh, remote records uh, nice and safely at uh, a location we've recorded at before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for that. It's a nice little setup out there. Very go- gorgeous view. Um, but uh, just before we went live, we were talking about stuff we've been watching. Yep. You mentioned the Alien series, which I had known nothing about. Oh, yeah. I've been watching all the Alien stuff in release date order. Oh, cool. So it's... Uh, Alien it... 1, Ridley Scott, Aliens, Oh, it's not, a, it's not a TV series. No, the series of oh. Alien. Oh, cool. Third one is David Fincher. Yeah. That's the one... What's, is that the one with the little guy on the on the back of the other guy? No, that's Alien Resurrection. Is that... The... That's written by Joss Whedon. What does he do again? He does, like, all the Marvel movies and shit. He wrote Firefly and Buffy and... Oh. Yeah. Firefly. Yeah. I like Firefly. Nah, it's all right. I don't really <laughs> like his writing. Yeah. Uh, good friend of the podcast and former guest Dylan, the mm-hmm. Filth King, um, he wrote on a prop plane with uh, the lead guy from Firefly. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Nice. He said he was pretty chill. He kind of just, like, didn't really say much, but he wasn't, like, like uncomfortable or anything. He's just like, yep, we're both happy to be needing this tiny plane to take us to a different place, but, yeah, um, oh, shout out to the, the Filth King. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you said, you've told me your favorite one before, but just refresh my memory of the Alien movies. I think probably Alien. The original, yeah. yeah. I just finished Alien vs. Predator Part 2. Is the oh, most I haven't seen one. Part 2. Oh, Requiem. That's, uh, that one is, ooh. Who wins? Is it the same thing where it's like well, if you don't remember, question mark? If you don't remember the tagline, it's like AVP. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah, that's that was the tagline. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, well, I don't know if. So the problem with uh, okay, so Alien vs Predator Part One. At the very end, they leave it open to a sequel because of the dead body of a predator, the alien, has an alien that's yeah. inside of his chest, right? So this is exactly when part two takes off, and then they crash on the planet, and then there's a predator trying to kill this alien-predator hybrid. So it really shouldn't be called Alien vs. Predator. It should be called Alien slash Predator versus Predator. Yeah. Um, I had a good, uh, one of my best buds from college, uh, he had a like a $100 bet with his friend on who would win at the end of the movie <laughs> on the original AVP. Uh-huh. And I can't remember, but at the end, it was a wash because it was like sort of like a question mark ending. Uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, all the aliens are dead, but all the predators are not. Yeah, but there's an alien still alive. Because it shoots out of the predator. Yeah, but... So no one technically finishes with with zero 
lives. Like, say if you're playing like a team deathmatch, there was no one left with zero, and someone you know had a couple left. I guess it's uh, it's it kind of muddies the 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 mythology a little bit, mm-hmm. but. It's all right. It's been uh, interesting. Now it's time for me to hit Prometheus and Alien Covenant, and then I'll be done. Yeah. Oh, I remember you were re- particularly disappointed with Alien Covenant. Yeah, I was. Um, but I've I, only seen it once. It might be better on second viewing. You never know. I've, I've watched it recently. It's not. Um, but Prometheus is fun in concept, not just in execution, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or it just it, it has me like the dumb, like, let's all split up and go separate and you know here there's we're on this alien planet let's just take our masks off without testing the air and no it's what these spores get into our bodies but anyway um alien one and definitely the best in my opinion yeah yeah um but uh yeah so we do you want to get into our new segment sure this is oh my right you're just uh what do you call it when it rings tinnitus you have tinnitus no i it, when you know um when your ear rings, depending on what side of, the, of your, what ear it is, it's like a thing. Like, you know, left is love, right is spite. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? You know, like when your ear rings, like, pee. It's called tinnitus. Oh, I had tinnitus for a second. Oh. But they say if it's your right ear, that's uh-huh. not good. That, that means someone's talking about you in a negative way. Okay. And your left and if ear. your left ear is love, that means someone's talking to you in a positive way. I've never heard that in my life. Left is love, right is spite. I didn't even know that it could happen in different ears. When it just like like a pitch, it's like it's like when you you know play music too loud and you're whatever and you you know you have the ringing ears. I guess I've never experienced that. Mm, you will. Okay. Because as soon as you leave, we're gonna start, start talking, talking shit. shit. Yeah. Very <laughs> and nice. then I'll say I love you. And then it'll be in the other ear. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Do, do you want to discuss uh what our this this new. So, yeah, so basically I had this idea where, you know, sometimes before the episode, you know, me and Tom like to vamp and catch up and talk shit and before we actually get into the episode that we talk about. And, uh, you know, it's always been fun sharing some very embarrassing stories that I've learned a lot about my co-host here. And uh, I think it's made us better friends and co-hosts by sharing these secrets. And, uh, you know, they usually come up in an organic way, but I was like, you know, why don't we just say fuck the pretense and we'll play a little game where we will share embarrassing but true stories about us um that we probably haven't shared before and uh we'll just kind of take turns maybe on a weekly basis or something like that yeah i'll do next week if you want to do this week sure so (laughs) all right wait wait so give us give us like a you know time frame okay so let's like i said let's call it um uh bold gold from days of old Oh, I like that one. Yeah, where we will. Uh, we had a bunch that we were well, you different. Were yeah, we were going back and forth. On. Some some ideas for the name of the segment, but um, we can just kind of see how it goes. Um, so I don't know where I heard this from, but um, before I started masturbating, <laughs> I I heard from some kids or whatever. I don't know if it was in a movie or something, but uh, about jerking off with soap. Right. So I don't know if this meant in the shower with a bar of soap or what, but I didn't know any of that. So I just shivered. <laughs> My nipples got hard, which is also weird. It's kind of cold in here, but that's that's the reason. Oh, God. Um, so I didn't know this. So when I first started jerking off, I used liquid hand soap <laughs> in the bathroom and I would spank it and then not clean up and just let it kind of stay on my 
private parts and uh, it would make the skin dry out and flake and bleed and it was not a cool situation. Are you? And, we're talking about the soap, right? Oh, I'm talking about the, my dick skin. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like you wouldn't clean up uh, anything. Not even the um, <laughs> excrement. The 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 liquid um, man juice. Man, yeah, the baby batter. Baby, yeah, baby juice. Um, and one time, the first time, <laughs> I can't look at you right now. Just I, keep, keep talking. It's fine. Oh God, I know. The first time I jerked off without using liquid hand soap, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a try. I was like in the bathroom like running a bath or whatever i was like okay this should be okay to like not get caught or have any problems and i was like oh this is really hard without having all this liquid hand so oh i'm a dry guy and i jerked off so hard that i broke the tank of the toilet and the toilet flooded all over the bathroom and i had to jump in the the, the <laughs> jumped in the bathtub and i was like dad i think the toilet broke and it was because i was like knees locked <laughs> slamming myself against the back of the toilet so hard that i broke it oh god i that's like i think we just end the segment now that is perfect that's my that's my I, less I couple, embarrassing story i have a couple of questions oh, um uh what did you tell your parents i just told my dad that it broke i was like the toilet broke he probably looked at you as like runs in the family i mean i was probably jerking off hell of loud like behind a thin closed door like you know in your case you don't even think about that shit no you're like nobody has any clue about what i'm doing because yeah. i'm the first person who thought of this i yeah i agree um you got uh, one no i can't say it because my, my dad's been listening a lot to it lately and i don't want him to hear this so hey um, uh dad turn it off yeah tommy, we love dads but, tommy tommy too but tommy too turn it off right now yeah all right now you're all clear uh, when I, when I finally had my own room and when my, uh, older brothers, um, moved out, um, I, that's like right around the age when I discovered doing that. Mm hmm And I would like, I had this big bed that I had bought myself, my water bed, and I would just like roll off the side of it and then blast off in the corner and onto the carpet. Uh -huh. Never cleaned it up or anything. Oh, you told us about this, and then your mom yeah. found it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that's that's remind, reminded me of it. It's like how you just think there's like, all right, I'm done. It's it's gonna take care of itself, and you're like, no, it's like shooting fucking Elmer's glue on there. And this was like a, a fucking horrible like 1970s like rug. Rug, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Do you have a story to share? Um. Mm, uh, Next not, week, not today. Yeah. Okay. Well, do just you just remind me of that that of that again. So. Well, uh, don't worry, because I'm thoroughly embarrassed as uh, usual, and that's kind of the point of this whole thing. This, I mean, uh, that's usually when you masturbate after you are embarrassed, anyway. Yeah. How I'm, fast do you close the tabs on your porn? Do I close them? Yeah. Like after you nut. I just have tabs and tabs open, bro. Oh, are you are you like a total tabbed king? All right. Well, uh, that was a fun segment. Uh, we'll do yours next week. Yeah, we will. Um, I, I'm like I was telling you off the air. I'm either tonight or tomorrow. I'm having a big uh, Zoom chat with a bunch of guys I've not uh, seen since um, high school. Well, at least not all together at once on Zoom. And I think we're going to be many stories being told. So I'm, I'll probably have some ammo loaded up. Nice. Um, so speaking of having zero ammo. And being loaded. And being loaded and garbage. Um, We're we, talking about one of our favorite shows. And one of our favorite hosts. Yeah. Um, we're doing The Hunger. Hosted by David Bowie. 
Season 2, Episode 14, Wrath of God. Aired on the first month of the year. That's January. January, yeah. 9th, the year 2000. Okay. So we're nine days away from realizing that, uh, or we were nine days post realizing that the Y2K wasn't going to happen. Mm. Yeah. And, Which uh, it's, is now, uh, at, at the record date, 21 years ago. Wow. Which is stupid, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, before we get into it, um, do you want to do any, do you have any drinking rules? Uh, so this one's kind of rough, and it's kind of confusing, and I feel like... <laughs> Understatement. What we should do is just be like, just drink. Just keep drinking. And, yeah. like, every time you're confused, take a drink... I, I had started writing a note where I was like, every time someone tells someone to stay somewhere or do something and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Can I, can I throw a couple out there? Go for it, man. Um, which, again, this my first one is going to be just drinking the entire episode. So it's, uh, the scene is too dark to see. Oh, that's a good one. Um, anytime there's like a very odd kiss or touch between um, our two main characters. Mm-hmm. And then every time a crime scene is compromised by... Oh God! By a detective, uh, anybody, our main character. Those are good rules. Those are good drinking game rules. Um, I watched this three times. I can't believe it. I know you, when I when I, uh, I I stopped by work today to to uh, drop off some medical paperwork, and I saw John and told him I was going to watch it again and for the third time, and he. I was shocked that you watched it twice without taking notes. I was like, once through. And because because I watched it once and I was like, are you sure you want to do this one, bro? And uh, I mean, I, I'd already watched it twice. All so right, all right. I was like, if I'm not going to put myself through that twice or, and then knowing a third time was coming. You then, watched it twice in one night. I watched it in the more like the, the day you texted me. Uh-huh. I watched it like kind of casual, like kind of. Um, so wait, when I asked you if you had watched it, I'd already seen it once. But really in, in cash. Oh, OK. And then. Uh, okay, well, I just got one question for you. Do you engage in rough trade? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to No, I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Who knows? You're like, maybe I do. It's uh, kind of ambiguous. Um, yeah, so we get... Um, A little Bowie action. Well, we get the, we get the intro, God. which is... It reminds me of Prodigy, as always. Yeah. Reminds me of Smack Your Bitch Up, uh-huh. which is not a good uh, message. Great song. Good. Great song. Bad message. Um, and then we get our little Bowie thing, and it's just him kind of complaining about his security not being very good. And <laughs> you don't realize at first, like, cause at that, this point, you don't realize, like, it's about someone running through walls. And he's like, man, I love my setup. Uh, John, phone's off. Yeah, sorry, I just got a text from uh, somebody on our Mario Kart text chain. All right, that's off. Continue. Unprofessional. Um, but no, yeah, it, it, he's talking about basically like being like the walls are too thin, and he lives in this like, which we saw in the, the first episode of this, he lives in like this basically like a prison. It's almost like the Walking Dead season where they like live in a prison in like this kind of post-apocalyptic yeah. world. And that one that and we he's watched. Like, walls are too thin. Half the size too thin. I'm like, sounds like you chose a shitty fucking place to stay in. Well, yeah. I mean, it was talking about metaphorical walls, obviously. But, like, the thing that, like, is funny is that I feel like they just filmed him once, like, doing all the intros. It's the same thing with Henry uh, And then, yeah. And then they were like, hey, we have all these leftover shots from the one with David Bowie in it. Let's use these. And they were like, all right, this kind of makes something. But at least 
to to the credit of this episode, usually you don't see the narrator who's introducing the story in multiple shots. Yeah, it's usually, usually just, just them standing there. Yeah, and and then they're like, just monologue, go and then bye. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he's like kind of it's kind of jump cutting around a bit. It's showing his place. Um, be cool to have like a compound. Yeah, yeah, it would. Well, someday we'll have the short and spooky compound. Oh, God. And we'll lock it down and make everybody listen to the podcast over the loudspeaker. Yeah. That's torture, of course. Right. And then that'll end in one and a half days. But anyway, um, so uh, this starts out with the little, like... Uh, POV? Yeah, POV. And and I was like, you, you, you've seen, what is it, Hardcore Henry? Yeah. I was like, what would they... This is like softcore... Something I couldn't think of a, a clever enough cliche, you know, because it's like not really that interesting. You, you see, you know, his point of view is hardcore Henry, softcore Sally, softcore Sally, and um, we get uh, we get our first glimpse at this uh, what we find out is a serial killer, a rampage killer. Uh, I don't know this. I don't know it. We get, is, okay. We get a we get a POV shot. Of a man who is strapped to a chair, and he is killed by another man in a hood. Well, he gets chased down in these little tunnels. Yes. Um, and he's, like, in, like, a big jacket, the guy killing him. Okay. Well, and that I, doesn't I narrow it down. down. And he also has a scythe. And I wrote down, I was like, uh... It doesn't narrow it down. Like, well, I wrote down, I was like, this is, um, I know you did last winter, instead of I know you did last summer, because this guy's got the winter outfit on. I like it's the that. winter version. Very nice. Um, and so then he's like taking pictures of um, the guy before the the person before he kills them, and he has this little kind of narration where he's saying how he wants his victims to see themselves, basically. Well, yeah. So this is Anthony Michael Hall, who is the no the the main character is Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, the main character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about this part. This scene, but all the narr the narration about God. Is from Anthony Michael Hall. But we're led to believe this point that it's it. This is maybe the uh, the person doing the killing. Yeah. So there's a there's a the whole thing I guess is based around a misdirect. Um. So yes. So let's just speak in generalities about can, it. Can we call him just the crow? <laughs> the white crow, the dove. He's the crow. <laughs> he, he's he literally like looks just like an eyeliner. I don't know. I don't crow liner. I, it's like if the uh, if the crow drank too much and like got a big puffy face and like put on 20 pounds yeah and like flunked out of snl and wore black fly sunglasses yep oakley's oakley's i wrote down cool oakley's bro (laughs) so okay so if we just look at what's happening we see a person strapped to a chair by a man in a hood and he's taking polaroids and we see a man in a hood taking polaroids and the narration is like i want people to see themselves before i die but this guy has his eyes covered up by like cloth or something he's he's he's, got, he's blinded yeah but i'm like what why are you throwing these polaroids in front of him if he can't see them and that's what you want it's it's there's a lot of things with this episode i feel like we should just try to make sense as much as we can without trying to say this is for sure what happened because i feel like we'll be here all day Good but Lord. um the way the 
so that's all dark and like confusing and you don't really know what the hell's happening. You're just kind of thrown into this. And then the first thing when it starts to kind of be a little bit normal as far as like pacing and lighting and stuff, we see a man, Kyle, who's in a very dark room and also in a very dark room. And he's, uh, he's, he's trimming a bonsai tree. Yeah. I and didn't, putting I, like little like toys on it. I, uh, I, in, he's in the, um, the, the greenhouse. Yeah, of course. A part of the of apartment, which is which is an a high rise apartment building, which is a pretty nice one. Besides what we, you know, the part that he's walking through first. But anyway, um, the crow shows up. Wait, wait, okay. So, so just real quick. So, Kyle is um, the grandson of the man who built a high rise apartment complex. So he's basically like the property manager. He's like the property manager. So he says that, um, due to building errors and like not having enough funding and stuff that the building was never completely finished. Um, so it's, they had a little work done here and there, but basically only part of it is a working, um, apartment complex and the rest is kind of closed off and people aren't supposed to go in there and there's tunnels and secret rooms and shit. It's a nice um, the 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 part that's well done is is very well very well done actually. Mm-hmm. I I actually love like I'm getting getting ahead, but his office is fucking dope as shit. Um, yeah. so can we just talk about when he shows up? So yeah, so so there's so Anthony Michael Hall's character is named Michael, and this is the white crow that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dressed in a like a pea coat that's like white. And then he's got this material for like a hood and also gloves that it reminds me of like if you ever gotten like like a, some produce that has those like little baby bonnets on. Yeah. Like the like like the Fuji. Like Madonna, the like a virgin music video. Yeah. Yeah. It just must have been extra material that cost nothing and they're just like, here, let's make him look like this is before Assassin's Creed, but they're like, let's make him look like a Really shitty version of Assassin's Creed but Assassin's, with Oakley's on. But Assassin's Creed is like he's wearing a hood. This guy is just, it looks like a straight cloth draped over the top of his head. Yeah, it doesn't like, look like it's connected to anything. Yeah. He's not wearing a like a cape or anything that's a hood. He's wearing a, a jacket and then there's just a piece of fabric hanging out on top. Um, And yeah, so. I wrote, he, I read this in my notes. I've never seen anyone like this ever. No, never. <laughs> and there's two of them in this episode. Um, and so he comes in and he's like, you know, n- like not really taken aback by a stranger being in, in his greenhouse, which you find out it is eventually. And the, the stranger walks up and uh, just plants a fucking kiss on the mouth, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. And of course, Kyle's first response is instead of, hey, what the fuck? Who are you? What's going on? He goes, how did you know? How did you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, that our guys kind of, kind of play a little quiet. He kind of is, you know, waiting. He's like, we need to set up some more, uh, exposition as we walk through, um, the greenhouse. But yeah, he, he asks him, um, Michael asks Kyle, he's like, do you engage in rough trade? Oh yeah. And I'm like, so, okay. So Kyle, when he's like, how did you know? Basically he's a gay man. And I think that when he asks him if he's into rough trade, if he's into anal sex is what that means. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, I have, it could be gentle trade. Oh, I know, but I mean, I'm just saying the colloquialism. I wish it. I wish you could. Or uh, I want to show you. I'm gonna flip my computer around and I want to see like what. Uh, oops. Look what I have peeking around my notes. Uh, very nice. <laughs> it's the guy. We were it's just the talking. guy. It's uh, Anthony Michael <laughs> Hall's character. Um, so uh, I'm gonna move that. Kyle 
um, is like, hey, what's up? You know, I don't know who you are or how you got here, but single like, kiss though. I'm into you. That's gotta be. I'm. In, he's into it. A heavenly kiss. Very nice. Well played. Um, so Kyle all of a sudden gets a phone call that a dead body has been found in the apartment complex, yeah. and he is not suspicious of Michael at all. And I think that the logic of the writer was trying to use that um, uh, Kyle's gay urges supersede any type of logic, right? I'll, I guess so. I mean, I, I thought, like, you can always, you know, I was thinking the old, uh, what, 60s song is like, um, like, you can tell by the way he kisses or whatever. What's that song? Tell by the way that switch you talk. Uh, yeah, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's something, and, and then he kissed me. Let's just say that. Okay. Um... But yeah, so I think there's so many things where Kyle should be suspicious, but for some reason, for well, for no reason, he d- he doesn't believe him, and I have to assume that's because he finds him attractive. Uh, it, the kiss, Oakley's, come on now, fake, fake hood. <laughs> that really does it for you. Oh, I mean, I mean, for him, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's um. Well, so, yeah, so he also gives him a little bit of exposition. That's where he tells him about, like, how he's the the, the manager, manager and all that. And so nothing like, you know, a stranger kissing you and then playing the exposition game. Just, like, being like, hey, you just kissed me, so check it out. Here's this. Here's my social security number. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do whatever you want. Um, and then uh, Kyle goes downstairs, and he meets a couple police officers. And- well, he also asks him, like, how would you get into this area and the dude's like, he's like, no one's usually allowed to get into the roof or, or into the greenhouse or on the roof. And he's like, I like the rain. I was feeling dirty. And the guy's like, all right, cool. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Did it, you? It's just an, it's a non-answer. It's a response that doesn't say shit. He, yeah. He, he's doing like, you know, he, oh my God, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Um, remember that pickup artist guy that had like a TV show? Oh yeah. What's his name? Like question mark or some shit yeah it's something like that yeah. but it reminds me of like that's the thing like they never like give you a straight response he's got the peacocking thing too with like the oh weird get up he's got the eyeliner uh-huh oh my god that's exactly who this guy is he's, this basically. guy's a pickup artist he's picking up on kyle oh yeah and he and he does it with just like neg- and he does negging it. negging and, and kind of just like nonchalant response backs oh my god just thought of that now um yeah so let's talk about the police officers because they are very homophobic yeah and uh they also say do you engage in rough trade yep um the police uh uh find the dead body and they say that this body was killed somewhere else and brought over here to this uh room um so he was killed and then moved also they found out that he's gay so they think it's a gay killer they say it's a sex crime and um, yeah, well, and, and when he, so he, when he got the phone call when we found out the murder, he also goes and is like, I'm going to go down there. And he's like, well, can I stay up here? Do you trust me? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, okay, you kissed me. So I trust you now. Um, and then he, on the way out the door, he's just like, also there was a murder that just happened. I have to go down and take care of that. And our detectives are just openly talking about, um, all the clues, everything about the murder scene. Well, if you if you had a weird, mysterious stranger show up and all of a sudden a dead body is there, the logical conclusion is this guy is somehow responsible, especially if he's in a part of the building he's not supposed to be. But that kiss, though. That's what I'm saying, is that his urges supersede any type of and logic. And then he kissed me. Yeah. Play it. <laughs> and we're sued. 
again. All right. Um, but yeah, they're just they're just like kind of uh, they use the f word. Um, mm-hmm. Not fuck the other one. Yeah, but the one that's very very offensive and unacceptable. But uh, it it's sort of they they, they kind of come off as being like almost like I don't want I don't know what the like like old timey detectives you know like see like like kind of that Chappelle bit you know he talks about like. They're supposed to be. You're supposed to dislike these cops. Yeah, and yeah. they're and they're like the you know the kind of like trench coaty kind of um, get up and you know they're they're kind of they're each saying a sentence back and forth doing like the instead of good cop bad cop they're they're sort of like bad cop bad cop. This whole episode just to me reeks of a writer trying to write a premise without it making sense in any type of logic. It's no. like. Then this person tells this person, wait, why aren't they there? Um, because someone tells them not to. Um, okay, and then now why isn't this person suspicious? Um, well, I just won't have them ask him. It, you know, it just is like he's the. It's forced. It's so forced. Why these characters are doing things because it makes absolutely no sense to mm-hmm. anybody. Anyway, and then someone comes in and is like, "You better come see this," which is a cliche. Oh, that's another thing I was gonna for a drinking game is every time there's like the cliche of I have a couple of cliches that I wrote down, but. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, chief, you better come see this kind of thing. You know, like, okay, I can just be like, hey, there's another crime scene you need to see. Um, but, yeah, they they suspect uh, that it's this guy's partner who uh, is the killer because they look at the picture. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he's got a picture with a guy friend in there. It must be, you know. Sex crime. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote down multiple times, uh it was only a kiss, like the 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 killer song. Yeah, I know. For some reason, you like the killers. I, they're great. Um, so the police find a second body, and uh, so wait, Kyle comes back. The back was to Michael, and then all of a sudden, there's a second body find found. So Kyle leaves, and uh, Michael already knows that there's a second body found. Don't explain how, but again, that should raise a lot of suspicion that he knew him not about not one, but two mysterious bodies showing up. And then Michael does a weird kind of supernatural float across the room thing. Is this before he um, lets him sleep over and he's like in the other room, like taking his clothes off? Yeah, this is when it's about to happen. Basically, Michael is like, I know you just had two people murdered here, but why don't you get some rest while I hang around? And I was like... <laughs> So not only are you finding two dead bodies and then you're like, I think I'll go to bed, but also Imagine a mysterious that. man who showed up into your room yeah. is like, why don't you go to bed? And I'm like, if you're into him, why don't you be like, come to bed with me? Maybe it, maybe it's this thing he's like really desperate to get killed. Well, the character of Kyle seems later on, he like has a moment where he's talking to himself and he's like, you always do this. You always make a mistake. Like you always fall for the wrong person. You always do this and that. And That's I'm like, like the climax, basically. Yeah, it's... Oh, you idiot. He's kicking rocks, basically. I mean, I was thinking he was an idiot the whole time, so. Um, yeah, and so uh, we have a little bit of, like, like. This is when we see Michael watching Kyle undress. But yeah, and, the, and he's just like, yeah, one later at a time. You, you nice little hairless chested man. <laughs> well, okay. like five foot four. This is the hunger. So obviously the hunger has to have some nudity or some sex scene in it. It's required. We did get some nudity. Best we, part of the episode. Well, that's the, the, the well. They also sh- they start off showing his butt, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of it, but that's not as graphic as it sometimes can be. Um, and uh, Michael goes off to go kill somebody. We think so. Well, 
He says he has some stuff he needs to handle. Um, later on, Kyle wakes up and he finds a book with pictures of people tied up. What was Is, it like elements of science or something like that? What was it? One of them was. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, the stream you watched was uh, mirrored, right? Reverse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did stop it a couple times, but I, after the, the second time watching it, I was like, I can't stop that. Like, I need to get this over with. Well, so it was confusing to me because it seemed like the. Uh, um, it seemed like the book that he was reading was like a coffee table book or some type of published book. But then later on... Like Kramer's book that is a coffee table? Yeah. Well, it's just... It doesn't... Okay, where did this book come from? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I have a theory, but I don't want to get too far ahead of it. Okay. I don't have a theory, but I just... From the skies. So, so Michael brought the book over? I ha yeah, you know, it, multiple books. He had to sneak it out of heaven. But then he left, and then couldn't put a couple pictures in there. I don't know if he went to heaven. I yeah, I I, I that's what okay. might be well, the most interesting part of the whole episode. That's the only okay, the verse whatever. at the end. Let's all right. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're gonna be here forever. But. He finds he finds this book, um, and he starts looking for it. It's got the weird photos, um. And the people are all tied up, and it kind of reminds you of exactly the person who's taking photos at the beginning. So you're like, oh, the person who has this book must be the killer. And they both kind of wear these, like, long jacket or outer layers kind of thing. Well, we, as far as we know, there's only one person right now. Well, yeah, and this person's this is the one that's, like, running in the walls, which are, like, what I thought were tunnels at first. Well, the whole the whole story, you're led to believe, oh, this person who is dressed in white is Michael. Michael is this killer, and that he is the one who took these photos. That's what you're led and, to believe. Yeah. In okay, so let's let's move along a little bit. Um, so we get this and again, kind of POV of this person opening these slats and and looking in on people and stuff like that. So you're you're like, okay, so someone's definitely. That's why there's these walls things. That's why. David Bowie's talking about the walls at the beginning of the episode. Um, and then we get uh, our first shot of some titties. This scene is so shoehorned in, it it's, has nothing to do with anything. It was just like, all right, we need to, we've got a, a male butt, we need some tits to balance this out. But I mean, in the first one that we watched, the one that actually has David Bowie in it, there's no female nudity. It's just Giovanni Ribisi blowing some dude. No, remember? of course. No, 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 of course. But, you know, this is episode 14 now. <laughs> there's, they've, they've built up an uh, expectation, a reputation. Yeah. they got to put um, this thing together. But, yeah, it's this girl. She's taking a shower, and it's a, it's a classic, like, 90s, or I guess, or, like, 2000. It's like, you know, these two ones are, like, super sassy, want to go out clubbing all the time. She's like... It's a girl showering, and her 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 girlfriend busts in, opens yeah. up the curtain, and surprises her. Yeah, yeah. Little fake jump scare, and then she's like, "Oh my god, girl, you gotta go!" And she's like, "Well, it's only seven o'clock." She's like, "No, it's seven twenty-eight. You have you gotta be late for your date." And then she's also going out too. Um, and then she's putting her bra on. And did you notice the continuity? Oh, is there an error? Yeah, there's a, there's some continuity there because like she puts the bra on. And then talks, and then they show a shot from her from the back, and she's putting the bra on again, and that's when she's like, "Do these make my tits look too big?" Maybe and she's trying the, the on other girl. Bras. True. Oh, that's a good point. I, I, I retract that. Um, and the other girl's like, "No, nah, they love big tits." She's like, clearly being like, "This is like what I got going for me." 
Um, and then she realized she has to leave, so she takes off. And you know what's going to happen next. Uh, so when the friend leaves, um, well, the friend gets a little suspicious because while she's there, she's like, wait, did you leave that door open? I didn't leave that door open. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, and when she takes off, we see the door the f- back open again. Yeah, we see in the foreground there's a man holding like a scalpel and uh, he, he attacks her. And uh, uh, we cut back to Kyle Um he asks Michael, he's like, yo, I found all these pictures of like people who have been like tied up and bound and stuff. And the police said that the bodies that they found were tied up and bound. Do you know anything about this? Michael's like, no, that's enough. Kyle believes him. Kyle's in love with him. Yeah. Within, again, it was only a kiss. I wrote that down so many times. Like all he had to do was slide those lips. I mean, that, that's gotta be cool. To slide what? His lips onto his lips. Oh, oh Okay. He slid, he's just slid in there and kissed him without even basically talking to him. Um, and then um, we hear a scream from off camera that Kyle goes to investigate. He says, Michael, to stay there. Don't know why. Michael doesn't ever get engaged with anything but him. Doesn't Is this the Shepherds in Verse Wolves uh, monologue time? When he's yeah. like, sheep aren't scared of the shepherd. of shepherds. Only, Only the, the wolves, wolves are. Oh, my God. And that's when you get your, not one of your, but one of your first, I would say, uh, hints at what the outcome, or the, what Michael's origin story is kind of going to be. Well, the first time you see, the first, your first hint that something's up is when he does that fast, the fast travel move, across yeah. the living room. Uh, God, uh, God, this fucking episode. It, I um, know, let's just get through it. Okay, so uh, Mike, Kyle goes to investigate the scream. Uh, he finds the naked girl dead. And there's a photo. Um, That's a drink. What's happening right now? Yeah. Touches the evidence. Touches the evidence. Uh, he picks up a photo of her because he's like, ooh, this just looks just like the photos that that Michael had. Even though he said he didn't take them, they might be his. So he takes the photo and stashes it in his pocket. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? You know the cops. You go to jail. <laughs> yeah, the cops already show that they're super homophobic dickheads and you're just giving them more fuel to add to that fire and if it's your fault um it was just so it's such setup it is but okay but then the cops come in and they somehow know about his friend michael how did they even know he existed no one knows he's been in his office the entire time try to make sense of this episode buddy it's gonna just further frustrate us i'm telling you it's it doesn't make any goddamn sense so uh the cops notice that uh, Kyle's fiddling with the photo in his pocket, and they're like... The interrogation, again, is great. Yeah. Um, and he's like, something, something, twist your balls, or something like that. And he's like, what am I have to twist your balls to get the, the answers out of you? He's like, he'd probably like it. And then I was really hoping... I thought this episode, the first time I saw it, I thought this was going to be like a really fun scene, because like one of the cops, or the detectives, sends everyone else out of the room. Yeah, and okay, I so- was like... Oh my God! Please tell me he's gonna be gay too. That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be so badass if if he's just like because at one point credit. he tells him he's he's like he's like I'm looking out for you. Like I know about you and I'm looking out for you. And then the guys go out and I thought he's gonna be like it's because I'm I'm gay too. And I thought that was like that'd be really cool. And if a two thousand write that as a character, but no, he's just trying to use him. Anyone who's gay is a pariah. Yeah, and it's so it's such a. God, 21 years ago, and they still were fucking that dumb. Well, okay, so the cop, once uh, the cop's there alone, he's like, 
listen, dude, uh, if you don't fucking give me this photo and, like, cooperate with us, I'm going to fucking take you downtown right now. Yeah. The cop punches him. Oh, because Kyle calls his bluff. He's like, all right, take me to fucking jail, bro. Yeah. I thought it was actually probably the best part of the episode. It was the most badass part of the episode, yeah. for sure. This dude's like, fuck you. I'm in love with this dude. I'll go to jail for One him. One kiss. It was only a kiss. Crazy. Um... So, so then they, they do the classic thing where they're like, they leave him with like one random. Well, so no, first. Okay. So Michael shows up. So the cops, he's like, Hey, he's in there. So the cops capture Michael and then they're like, because, okay. They told, they said that Kyle was obstructing justice by keeping this photo. So he's going to jail. They're both going to jail. But then for some reason, when Michael shows up, they're like, Oh, there's Michael. Hey, why don't you stay here with one inept guard and just chill? Oh yeah. Like you're cool. Oh, yeah, this guy's going to get murked, and he gets, so he, he's basically laying down on the bed, and it's like, make yourself comfortable. Yeah, he's, he's like, man, I always get mixed up with the wrong guy, even though it was like fucking yesterday this happened, and then uh, our, our our shitty cop, who's obviously going to be killed, does that by leaning up against the, a door in... Uh, gets a, a sword or the scythe or a sword put right through him. And when he looks down at first, he looks like he just like spilt like like ketchup on his shirt. He looks down, he's like, huh? Like, ah, damn. Then all of a sudden he's like, oh, that's a, a gigantic knife or sword through me. It's huge. He, but he looks so like there's no pain. There's It's so nonchalant. I, I thought that was really, really funny. Um, so then we meet our real killer, um, which was this Francis? Francis? Because remember, he always talks about telling Francis to, or Francis called, and it's like, oh, there's a dead person. Oh, oh. And he's like, oh, Francis is the only other person that has access to this place, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So you I watched thought, this more than I did. I didn't catch any names that, That's maybe what Francis. I took for it, and, and I tried to look a lot um, online for information this episode, and there is practically nothing. You think it's the Pope? Pope John Francis? Yes, it is. Absolutely. That's why. I, I mean, he is a religious man. Ten little hats on, please. Um, so yeah, we we uh, we find out who his real killer is, and he's been like lurking in the walls. So for whatever reason, he found all these huge gaps in the walls that he can just run around in and open these trap doors and and kill people. And well, that's why I think this is Francis. Francis is like probably like head of security and like. Well, okay, so then we'll just say Francis is the other man dressed in white with the cloth head covering who is the killer. So yep. there's two people. We got Michael, and then we got Francis. We'll just call him Francis. So when all this shit's going down, um, Michael's in the elevator with the two cops. Yep. And the, this, it just, all of a sudden, they're both standing in front of him. They're no like one's mocking got, him. No one's of. got eyes on him, and he's got handcuffs on. And he just floats up and out of the elevator. I didn't think I saw his legs. I think like they like fucked <laughs> it up the editing. It went so quick. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, that was clearly. It's like that episode of The CJ. Simpsons where they're watching the Pucci episode and they just pull the frame up out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like let's get oh this guy God. out of here. Um, and so the the killer has uh, what's his name? Kyle. Are Kyle they... is the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, the killer has. The killer has Kyle um, blinded and gagged mm -hmm. with, like, this was maybe the most uncomfortable I felt. Like, whatever the material was and the thing that he had over his mouth, the noise that kept they kept making. Or, it looked kind of like rubbery duct tape. Yeah, it, it and reminded me of, like, yeah, exactly. It reminded did me of something like that. Did they put the shit over his eyes? Like, like they, they're, like... 
whatever blind material this guy's using to blindfold people, you can still see through it. And I'm wondering if that was deliberately done. Well, because he does want them to see the pictures, which which I touched on much earlier. Um, but I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I watched this three times and I don't know. I really... My end notes that I wrote to, today on my third watch, I just like at towards the end, you can just see them being like, basically, it's like, get this fucking shit over with. Um, and there's um, the the classic. This is a drink is a classic cliche of the killer, uh, like singing a song. Yeah. Was, what was up with that? Because at first I was like, is this supposed to be a show tune? Like, are the cops right? Is this really a serial killer who's targeting gay men? Or is that just what they were projecting because they were being homophobic? I don't I, th- I think that I think that the, the latter is, is what you're um, OK, is correct, okay. because when. Because then he killed when, the woman. When he kissed the woman and he's like, well, so-and-so doesn't man. look like a gay man. And the cop's like, just glosses right over it. It's like, hey, funny guy. Well, whatever. So what's the guy's name? Francis? The killer? Well, you think, okay. I, think, I think that's my theory. I'll just call him Francis. It makes it easier. Yeah. So Francis is singing. And then all of a sudden, um, Michael, well, he stabs Kyle, too, multiple times. Um, and Yeah, he's my, got like a scalpel. He's scalpel, yeah. He stabs him. And then all of a sudden, Michael shows up behind him. And uh, oh, he one taps him. Yeah, he just stabs him once, and he goes down immediately. Oh, he drops like a like a like a like a rock. Like he just goes down. Whoop! No, no, like yell, just like shit. You hit my my uh, my worst spot. Yeah, didn't even have time to bleed out. Just I was immediately dead. Or was he? Because he's not. Michael gets up and he spreads his angel wings. Uh, he says, "God loves you." And then slams the killer against the ceiling and drops him. So uh, I don't know who he was talking to because he's like, well, then he says he says it at the end. He says it again. He goes, God loves you, Kyle Bridge. Then he chases the killer through a bunch of the dark tunnels. He does the classic thing of where he's walking and the killer's running and he's just still gaining on him. I love that. Yeah. Not in a good way. I thought it was stupid, but. And then, of course, uh, they got to throw a little comedic edge in there where the have the dude piss his pants. Ugh. So then... Uh, Another crime scene gets compromised, too. <laughs> it's just constant. They're just constantly like... These guys must have like a fucking conviction rate of like 4%. They don't worry about evidence. They're like, hey. They're like, oh, I, I fucking jerked off on that fucking body we found the other day just because I didn't know there was any... You know, there was nothing wrong with that. Tom, you said you're going to save your embarrassing story for next week. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm waiting for uh, Anthony Michael Hall to, to show up, float in and kiss me on the Give you a little rough trade. Uh, so the killer, Francis, is now strapped to a chair, and we have Michael taking pictures of him. Then the cops come in, and they... Lots of pictures, by the way. Yeah. So my... Okay, let's just finish this shit. I don't understand what happened at the okay. end. So... Kyle is no longer guilty of obstruction of justice, even though he stole a photo off of a dead body and should still go to jail. So he's no longer suspicious, even though they don't know what the hell happened to anybody else. Michael puts the pictures of the tortured killer that he just took into a scrapbook. Yeah. Which is the same scrapbook earlier that... Whatever, we'll get to it. Um... He puts a, a scrapbook into a newspaper article about a Ku Klux Klan grand dragon being killed. I saw that. Then Michael looks out of the window and sees a man in a military outfit. 
And then, well, who, who's the callback from like the very beginning of the episode when they were watching something and it's like, so-and-so got a, um, acquitted of like 19 war crimes or something like that. So then at the end of the episode, there's a quote on screen and it says, Michael, Archangel, preserve us from those who roam the earth seeking the ruin of souls. And it says that is a medieval prayer. And that is the way this episode ends. And thank God it's over. I'm just glad it was only 30 minutes. I, if it was a fucking yeah. hour, I would have, I would not be here right now. No, when when I was telling you earlier, like when you texted me earlier this week, asking if you want to do this one, I had already watched it, and I was like, all right, I know it's only 30 minutes, and it still felt like a fucking. I I spent probably two hours watching this episode total. You're fucking crazy, man. I don't understand. It's, it's the lack of booze, buddy. I guess. I need I don't something think that's going to hurt me. I can't. I don't. I have not watched this sober. I had to smoke a lot of weed for this. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, that'll let you slow it down, man. Um. But yeah, so it, it, it he like fucking basically flies back up to heaven? Hell? <laughs> Where's he going? Well, I thought angels or was it was he like a middle out of heaven? Yeah, well, is he like a middle like like um like something out of like um, a movie I actually like by Keanu, uh, Keanu um Constantine? Yeah, I actually think it's a decent movie. Um I haven't watched it in like 10 15 years, but um I like that kind of concept of these like kind of middle middle players between... Keanu Reeves chooses good movies. Uh I'm not saying he's a good actor. Okay, <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying his his movie choices are usually yeah. right on. Um, but anyway, uh, shit, let's get into our, um, final thoughts about this, which we, uh, for new listeners, we rate our episodes that we watch on a scale of zero to ten creepy crawlers because we grew up in the nineties and the eighties and the early two thousands. Cause this is short and spooky. We talk about weird, short, science fi and spooky episodes. And what's mm -hmm. more spooky than a nineties toy that about making could, the bugs? Yeah. And possibly eat if you want to. I never did, but I thought you freak. Um, but we yeah, we do zero to ten creepy crawlers. Um, I'll go first, and I don't really have much to say, even though I watched this more than you did. I think this was just um filmed terribly. It's fucking dark. Like you can't see shit. There's people like it's like sitting in his office, like in the fucking like in the darkness, just doing shit. The Anthony Michael Hall is like a non-character. He just is like this weird thing that is just there and exists. And you know, you know he's gonna have some sort of turn at the end, but there's no secret about it. And you know, I mean, me personally, I was like, I know this guy's not gonna be the serial killer. It, this show is terrible, but it's not that obvious. Um, the the this is borderline um homophobic episode. Borderline. Past the borderline. This is a very homophobic episode. Flat out, yeah. Flat out. Would not fly. I'm I'm glad this doesn't exist in, in our time period, like didn't come out in our time uh, period now. Uh, the, the acting's pretty garbage. Um, there are boobs, which, again, was is sexist of me, but I enjoyed that, at least. There was one part I was like, cool. Um, I watched it three times. Um, anyway, uh, no, it, it, uh, it was a very confusing and muddled. It felt like there was like, must've been like so many different writers that in on this and it just didn't come out right. And they just decided to put out this shit episode. This is, 
you weren't you weren't joking when you texted me the other day that this might be the first like bomb 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 bad episode. I'm only gonna give it. Okay, did we have uh, sideburns? No, no sideburns. Oh man, sorry. This is getting a one point two five. Wow. Out of ten, wow, this wow, is wow. by far the lowest score I'm gonna give an episode. The only reason is there's uh, as a straight man, there's there's boobs. Um, and I also like how there is a gay uh, uh, main character in in the year two thousand. Okay. And you know what? The point two, the one point fifty is for the the straightly uh, the 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 gay main character. Only point two five is for boobs. Wait, say that again. And you know what? What? My one point seven five out of ten. One point five of that is for having a gay main character in the year two thousand. Okay. Only point two five is that on for boobs. Okay. That's not a bad one. No. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff wrong with this. Um, I think that if the person who wrote this was just trying to, if they just tried to get down to like what they're actually trying to tell the story of is a guardian angel who gets mistaken for a serial killer. And that's a great premise. They didn't need to have anything about anybody being gay. They didn't need to have anything with like, it was a, it like, was an odd plot. They didn't need to have multiple bodies found. They didn't need to have anything like this. The fun of this episode is people being like, "Oh, it's that guy." No, it's not that guy. It's this guy. But the protagonist who we're experiencing this world through never suspects him. So you don't get to have that fun of thinking it's one thing and then thinking it's something else. So yes, it's poorly lit. It's poorly filmed. It's poorly written. It's poorly acted. There's hardly, hardly, hardly anything about this that I can say is good. So I said initially this would be zero because there's nothing There's good nothing to, to this. However, I will give it 0.5 for having Anthony Michael Hall in it. Look at a little bit of star power. And I'll give it 0.5 for it being an original story about uh, angels that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we haven't that's, seen much. That's a new trope, right? Yeah. So then I'm going to add... No. I'm going to deduct 0. 0.250 for the no sideburns. So this is getting a 0. 0.75 creepy crawlers for me. Oh, I have to deduct my score then too, yeah. Um, I'm going to do 1.5. All right, so this is a 0. 0.75 and a 1.5, by far our lowest scoring episode ever. And let us never speak of it ever again. I just, I just feel like, oh God, I just don't, I just need to stop. We just need to stop. Let's, nope. okay, this episode is in the past. It's Let's look towards the future, okay? Let's not deal with this anymore. Yeah, it's um uh it, it's uh it's Mario Kart night. Let's look forward to that. Okay, it is. We, we got like, a big group going on tonight. We uh love Mario Kart around here. Um you know, we really haven't talked about it all that much. I mean, we say that we do it, but uh we get pretty intense with the Mario Kart. Um, um yeah, have... so those uh, those of you listening, uh John is like a uh, all-star in the Mario Kart. Um, I'm I'm more of hanging back with my homies in like the fifth don't, to eighth. Uh, don't be coy now. I mean, you're... Fifth to eighth place kind of killer kids. What are you talking about, dude? The last time we played, you got like first place a couple times. Listen, okay. Um, do you know your character in Ride off top of your head? In Ride? 
Yeah, like my character, I play as Roy. Yeah, I'm I ride Metal in the Mario. bitty buggy. I use gold tires, and I have the cloud uh, parasol. Um, I'm Metal Mario. I use. I switch between two different ones. One's like the Inkling one, I think. Inkling and kids. then there's another one that right that basically the same stats. Um, and then I use like the sort of thin uh, wheels. Um, the wooden wheels? Not the wooden wheels. I switched from those. I used to do the sticky ones, the yellow ones, and now I'm I'm fully on to. Um, Onto the the ones that are like the race car kind of wheels, not not the, the thick ones, but the thinner ones, like a old school kind of one. The rubbery ones. Yeah, gotcha. and and uh, I've been doing all right. I I you know I'm the comic relief when we get on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm more focused on just getting you know talking we, shit rather than playing. Yeah, we have about usually it's about five to up to twelve of us playing, um, and it's a lot of fun. Everyone's in good nature. There's never anyone being mean or anything like that, but. Hey, what what's that? What's that? That be our pick of the week? Okay, joint pick of the week. Our uh, so this uh, week we're talking about Mario Kart, and that is our pick, pick of the week. <laughs> but yeah, and I think they announced a newish one coming. No, not I thought that I've the, heard of. No, oh no, it's what we were talking about the other day about the new um, the new Bowser or. Oh yeah, there's a new game, a Mario game, but it's uh, but, not. But really. I just heard that it's going to be pretty like short, not very long. It's okay, it looks great. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's put this episode behind us. We got Mario Kart to look forward to. We're yeah. talking about doing an episode probably in the next week or two with either the Big Sniff or Miss Kiri or both. Or both. Hey, yeah. that would be wild. We'd we have got, to uh, we could figure it out. We could absolutely figure it out. I think um uh, we'll figure it out. I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl with Miss Kiri. All right. So well, we'll if, you it out. To, if you want, if you want, no one needs short to notice. <laughs> with short notice, we can record um, on Sunday. Okay. Uh, well, we want to say thanks to the shorties, thanks to the spookies, thanks to all your listeners. If you guys want to uh, write to us, please send us an email at shortandspooky at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at shortandspooky. And yeah, sorry, uh, I didn't read any of them this week. Oh, don't worry about it. I love you anyway, bud. Mm. All right. Any last words before we uh, say goodbye? No. All right. Well, I'll say uh, goodbye and have fun uh, engaging in rough trade. I got that one.